0: One man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's world of acting, unplugged and unleashed. Hi, it's Brian Timoney here, and uh, welcome onto today's podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about um, producing a theatre show. Um, now, creating your own work um, is definitely becoming um, more um, the mainstream, if you like. Is In fact, it's coming kind of uh, expected, I think, within the industry. And um, previously I've talked about people producing films, even producing films on their phones. Um, and obviously there's the opportunity to produce theatre. Um, and I love theatre, I have to admit. I, I am, um, I'm somebody I d I do love the atmosphere of theatre. I think the the thing is that you can do things in theatre that that you can see once and that's it. It's a very in the moment theatre, you know. Obviously, film's a different beast, and I love film as well. But film, from the, the perspective of film, is that you can record something over and over again and perfect it. Whereas in theatre, it's like, it's happening tonight, it's happening right now, and then it's that is it. It's like, you, it's not being repeated. It's like, it's, it's kind of high-wire activity, isn't it? I mean, it's like one slip and you're off. Um, so it, it requires quite a different sort of um, um, concentration, potentially, although both have their their um difficulties um and different mediums have uh, certain skill requirements so anyway let's just assume that you're going to do something in theater and and um obviously it's good to get get a job where you go and you do a piece of theater but sometimes you might find yourself uh, either through necessity or enjoyment that you want to produce um something on stage um And I think from the outset, you have to be very clear about why you are doing a theatre show. So before you even begin, before you even start the process of um, putting together a show, you have to start with the end in mind. You have to ask yourself the question, why... Are we doing this? So I produce theatre shows myself. Um, in fact, I'm in the middle of doing that right now. Um, last year, with former students from the Old Magazine program, we did uh, Miss Julie, and we we're in the process of um, of, uh, of you know doing that again with a different play, which is uh, A Doll's House. And we were very clear at the outset, but what was the the plan? You know, for Miss Julie, for example, what why were we doing it? And the main reason why we did it was that we were working in a certain way that was developed out of master classes that I did for um former ultimate students and the That work really developed a certain point where it was ready to be seen where it was we thought actually we should really put this on stage and have an audience for it um because it was an an artistic endeavor, and we wanted to show it. Um, so that was the main reason you know for doing it which was the fact is that we were doing something we, we felt was highly artistic and that we wanted to show that work and also an audience brought um, certain challenges to the work as well that that can only be overcome by having an audience so um, that was that was great and we we it made us very free and very sort of um experimental and um risk taking in our work because we weren't you know we our intention wasn't to kind of like we're not going to produce a piece of theatre that we are trying to make everybody like for example we didn't it wasn't going to be a mainstream piece of theatre where we were trying to please the the majority um if anything we were trying to produce something that had an impact that people walked away from either you know loving it or hating it you know it's like either way at least (laughs) at least you're having some sort of impact rather than just yeah that was a nice play um so that that made the the sort of the whole production and the way that we went about it um had that ethos behind it you know, Now, that would have been very different if we'd say, and I have done this in the past as well from an actor perspective, I went, right, I'm went, i going to produce a show that's all about um, getting um, industry members in and showing them my work. Um, obviously, as well, I do showcases as well for our students, which has a similar idea behind it, which is actually the reason that we're doing this show is so that we can sh- get casting directors and agents in the room and show them, what um what the students are capable of, so that's a very different agenda because it's not about producing um you know an overall piece of work it's about you know the the cast and directors and agents are coming to watch short scenes basically that that highlight that actor's capability or what something that they, they potentially could do um within the industry um and so the the whole focus is business and and you have to put yourself in the the casting directors and agents shows thinking what is it that would please them you know what are they looking for what is important to them from the point of view of what they're looking for um, within the industry so that's a, again a whole different reason a whole different idea behind that show so I, I think that's the first thing you, you you do and everybody that's involved in the show has to know that that is the agenda for that show um, so for example what you don't want is one cast member thinking, well, the reason I'm doing this is to get agents in and another cast member thinking, well, the reason I'm doing this is for an art- artistic endeavour and I don't really care whether agents are in. So um, it's important that from the outset that everybody is on the same page that they all understand why the show is happening and the ethos behind it. That I can't tell you how important that is. That is that's a fundamental um, aspect to it. So once you've established that i guess the the next thing is the script you know it's like what kind of script are you going to deal with what kind of play is it or show is it that you're going to um work on and produce um i'd say that for if it's this is a show that you want to do because you want to get some great work out there then you have to look at scripts that really resonate with you that you you kind of fall in love with basically that the scripts that you think yeah i'd love to play that part And um, allow yourself to kind of um, explore that. You know, because here's the thing is within the industry, you know, you're going to have to play roles that you don't like. You know, there'll be work on offer that you think, well, I'm going to go and do it, but it's not exactly high art or it's not exactly um, challenging work. But you do it because it pays the bills. And I think that the actor has different sides of their personality that they need to feed. You know, obviously, there's the, the the financial side where they need to literally feed themselves. But also, there's the artistic side where they need to feed their artistry as well. Um And I often think that producing your own show, for example, gives you the opportunity to do that, to feed that side of your artistic um endeavor. So... Pick something that you really like that you can fall in love with and set up you know and a part in it that you would really really want to play once you've established that it's then about casting it. Now, obviously, maybe you already know people that you want to work with, that might be you and some other actors that you already know. Or maybe you have to cast, you know, you may, you have to put a casting call out and get some actors in the room and, uh, and audition them as well. So it's really interesting, actually, from, the, from that perspective of being an actor, auditioning other actors, because you learn a lot, actually, from doing that. Because for a, for a moment, you're sat in the other chair, you know, you're sat in the chair where you're... In the process of casting somebody and you can see all the things that go on and all the thought processes that go on during that process that um that that you might not have been aware of um previously so um so yeah always good to to um take your time with casting because here is the thing is that you don't want to rush into giving a role to somebody that they're not quite right for the role or you think, oh, that's good enough. It's like you want to get the best actor for that role. And here's probably what's more important than just the best actor, the right actor for the role. Um, there just are some actors that fit certain roles really well. And um, I think it was Martin Scorsese that said, you know, half of the, the battle in directing is casting. You know, if you get the casting right, that can solve a lot of um a lot of problems. So which is true I believe as well is that if the casting's correct, um the, the right actors and the right roles will make the job a hell of a lot easier than if, if you didn't do that. So let's say you've cast it, you get the actors in the room and then you've got the rehearsal process. So the couple of things that you need to think about rehearsals as well is that and we haven't actually touched on the financial side, but let's do that now, is that rehearsals require um, some capital to rehearse because nine times out of 10, you need to pay for a rehearsal room um, depending on the production, um, the kind of... Uh, the arrangement you've got with other actors you you may be paying actors or you could be jointly in it as a partnership with other actors where you're not taking a wage but you're doing it because you know you want to do this play together um they'll almost certainly unless you've written the script as well be a charge for um you know using the rights to the, to the play um, so these are things to to consider. Um, rehearsal space, you know, you can get inventive in rehearsal space. There's maybe some rehearsals that they can be done even in your home, you know, read throughs and stuff like that. And then when you need a room, you can go and search out rehearsal rooms that are in the area, um, and and see what's out there. You know, there's there's all different kinds of rehearsal space that might be available or just space you know sometimes there's there's pubs and stuff like that that have function rooms that if you ask them you know can i rehearse in here they'll give it to you for next to nothing so um that's some food for thought um regarding um, rehearsals and rehearsal rooms um also regarding rehearsals if actors are doing it because you're all in it together, for example, that you're you're in it as a partnership. You might need to work around people's schedules. So, so for example, instead of saying that you're going to work, um, you know, for a month every day, it's going to be like, well, actually, we can only get certain actors on certain days and you work around their schedules in order to, to pull off the rehearsal. Um, set design. So, um, eventually, there'll come the point where you need to think about a set, um, you may ne- need to bring a designer in to, to design a set. If you're looking to keep things um, at minimal cost, you can. You know, th- the great thing about theatre is that you can do a lot that is left to the imagination. You know, it's kind of um, it's kind of accepted in theatre that you don't have to have a set; it can be implied. Um, and you can do things in a very basic level uh, and keep it you know sort of simple that can be done or like you say you can bring in a set designer to do the whole thing I've done both you know I've I've done there was one production where I had a revolving you know set basically that had like three different sets on it and it was on a table and it revolved round, and it was you know it was quite a piece of work uh, other times I've done it where there's been no set apart from maybe some chairs and a table and the rest is done out of implication or um, um, getting the the audience, I guess, to suspend their disbelief, um, which is fine for theatre. That can that can work. Um, lighting design. Now that's uh, you're definitely going to need some advice on lighting because, especially if you've got a minimal set, then you need some good advice on lighting. Um, lighting can often Make or break um the feel of a show. Um, so I would say it's definitely something that you need to think about carefully and getting good somebody very good in to 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 look at lighting. It's very rare that, for example, that you're gonna be able to do that yourself you need somebody in to give you some good advice on how to light the show and each lighting basically can give different atmospheres different like perspectives etc on different parts of the play so uh, it's important that you you get somebody good in for that and and basically a lighting designer will just come in and and they'll they'll go through the whole show and they'll basically say right these lights come on here and these ones go off then and then throughout the whole show there's these lighting state changes now the lighting designers are very rarely is the one that actually carries out the the lighting on the show Um, usually that will be done by somebody who's working lighting and sound on a desk um, for the show Um, and they will coordinate all the cues basically so when there's a lighting cue they'll they'll do that and when there's a sound cue they'll hit the buttons for that as well when it happens but it's usually a separate person that will be doing that Um, you could have as well stage manager or stage management Depending on the show, again, um how complicated it is. If it's a simple show, the actors can be in charge of their own personal props, then no need for stage management. But if it's more complicated than that, then you might need to consider it. Um costume design. Um so this is important. I mean, depending on the period, depending on the look and feel of the play, sometimes you don't need any advice on uh costume because it's contemporary, you can just wear whatever um other times it's period or yeah of a a certain period in history or you're trying to to create a, a certain look and feel in a play you'll need the advice of a professional costume designer um who'll be able to give a lot of thought and detail into that now i've again i've done both um I've been in situations where we've done it ourselves and that's worked out really well. I've also had been in a situation of bringing in a designer and that's worked out well as well. Depends on your budget as well. What, what route do you want to go down? Um, and whether it's really necessary or not. You know, sometimes within the cast, you'll find that actually some cast members are really great at, at sourcing some good um, costume um, and they're happy to do that. And, and in some ways I like that better because... It becomes more personal. It's almost like the actor themselves is creating the the um the costume of the character. So that's a very personal thing. And it's quite a nice thing for the actor to do if they if they can. So a lot of things to think about and, and depending on budget, you can play around with um how far you want to go with it. Um something bearing in mind as well is the length of the run on a show. Um Depending on, uh, so here's the thing is that there's a running cost to running a show as well. So for example, um, say you put a show on for a week, um, there's a certain running cost for that, i.e. the theatre hire, the the person who's working the sound and lighting, the actors and so on. And then if you extend from there, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, the the running costs go up. Um, what we'll say is though that there's a certain cost involved whether you run it for a week or ten weeks there's certain costs that are, that are going to have to be had regardless. So, for example, rehearsal period, lighting, design, costume, all of these sort of things are, you know, it doesn't matter how long the show is going to be on, they've got to be done. Um, but the running costs can change depending on how long the show runs for. I mean, uh, and that that can be quite uh, important. You know, um, there's some be- some West End shows, for example, that have been pulled because the running costs have been so high, and they depend on a certain audience um, level, which they haven't achieved, and they've ended up having to pull the show, etc. So it's worth considering what the the, the running cost is each week, and not to depend on um audience levels um, for that running cost because um, you could find yourself in a situation where you, you can't continue the show because you you know maybe the the audience level wasn't what you expected and therefore you're not got the cash flow in to cover the costs so you should be able to in my opinion cover the cost before you start the show whatever length of period of time that is. So there we go that's some food for thought when it comes to creating a theater show. And um, as I say, it's a great thing to do. Um, and it, it will really feed that artistic side of you and, and allow you to kind of get your hands dirty and in, in different parts of the creation process when it comes to creating a show. Okay, good. I'll speak to you on the next podcast and take care till then. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.